Welcome to Unboxy World, the podcast where philosophy meets tech. In each episode, we're connecting the dots between philosophy, technology, society, science, and progressive thought. And together with brilliant minds across the world who dare to challenge the way we think and live in today's society, we are unboxing our minds one episode at a time. I am Ria Salting. I am a tech professional during the day and a philosopher at night. And if you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to never miss the latest unboxed episode. So let's get started. Let's unbox ourselves. Welcome to the show. Is there a way to build technology that can help us humans to build deeper and more meaningful relationships? Well, this is something that Nina Ayodanova, who is an award-winning actor who turned into a tech startup founder, and Nilo Ravai, an ex-filmmaker and a blockchain professional, set out as their mission to try to build. Both of them were tired of endless swiping, wondering if there was a way where technology could help us understand ourselves better, which is in fact the starting point to build better relationships. Because if we understand better how we see the world and how this affects our relationships, we can improve our communication and interactions with others and we can learn and grow and improve. So Nina and Nilo were both very passionate about understanding how humans work and how humans can better be brought together. They set out to build an AI matchmaker that works over SMS, which went into Techstars in 2019. So they built a personalized meditation app called Hello Iris with technology that can gather surprisingly accurate insights about the user's personality using only 160 words free word text. Throughout the journey, they learned a thing or two about what makes humans connect and how to build bridges to help people find meaningful relationships. Then the pandemic hit and they realized what people needed the most right now was community. So just before the launch of Hello Iris, they actually pivoted into a community service to help people find like-minded people. And the service is called Good People. So after having all having built all of this advanced technology, they actually found the answer going back to basics and building a community for people to find like they belong. And I actually resonate a lot with what Nilo and Nina are building. And you can really tell how genuinely interested and how much they care about helping people to find meaningful relationships, whether it is a love partner or just a friend. Technology has in fact helped us to simplify many things in our lives. But the one area where it is lagging behind is to help us to build true and meaningful relationships. 
But in the end, we have to start with ourselves. And Nina and Nilo have, sh- have learned a lot along the way, and today they share how. So welcome Nilo Ravai and Nina Irdanova uh, to the show, <laughs> founders of uh, Good People. <laughs> did I get the names right? <laughs> you did it perfectly. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, pleasure to be here, Maria. <laughs> so I'm really uh, excited to uh, hear more uh, about uh, your story and all the learnings you've gathered um, along the way to build technology to help people connect. And I can really relate to a lot in your story. So um Yeah, I think this will be really, uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. So I think that maybe uh, you want to like just start off uh, sharing your story. So you have been on a journey to help people to build better relationships and to connect with one another through Mm -hmm. technology. Um, How have you done that? (laughs) What have you learned? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's definitely been like a long and winding kind of two years. And I think mm-hmm. in our own ways, Nilo and I have both been asking that kind of question and thinking about what does it mean to have better relationships? How much mm-hmm. of that is you? How much of that is the other person? But our journey together really started two years ago when we met to build a dating app together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> on my part, I just shut down my previous company and was looking around for like, you know, do I start working somewhere now? Do I get my first job, essentially, at the age of 27, 28? Do I start another company? You know, what's kind of the path forward for me? And having been through it for three years, I was like, the only way that I would do this is with a co-founder to work with. Like, I would not do this mm-hmm. by myself. It's just so incredibly hard. And the only thing that I'm really interested in is building a dating app. And so, like, the entire time I'd been in tech and startups, nobody was talking about this. Nobody was like, how do people meet? And what are relationships? It was like, mm-hmm. how do you crops grow faster and how do you whatever like reduce the amount of carbon dioxide that's ruining that must be like it was much more big picture mm-hmm. question that's like soft kind of interpersonal ones and so I was like okay well I'll put it out there just to say that I kind of did my bit and you know said to somebody that I'm interested in building a dating app and if nothing comes of it which I assume it won't I'll just keep applying for jobs and so at the time I was hosting this uh startup meetup in Toronto and I just happened to say, like, yeah, you know, I shut down my company, looking to build a dating app with a co-founder. Anyway, I can help people with, like, blah, 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 whatever. And somebody that I'd never met before ended up coming up to me after the event and was like, hey, I actually know a friend who's working on a dating app. And I feel like I should introduce you guys. I think you'd hit it off. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And then I'll let Neelu take it from what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, I think from my perspective, um, mm-hmm. I've been working in the blockchain industry for about mm-hmm. two years-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing a lot of like blockchain education, teaching people about what the blockchain is and like kind of making a lot of that information accessible to people. And what was mm-hmm. really interesting to me about that industry too was like um, kind of the human dynamic side of it, where it's kind of like you're building a society again from scratch. There's things like governance, there's things like building trust. Mm-hmm all of these things of like how do people interact like a lot of things like game theory and all that stuff mm-hmm. um that was a lot of the philosophical aspect of it all that kind of mm-hmm. thing so I was really interested in that and like that was 
you know, feeding the same question I had about like, how do people connect? How do, and how does technology create that trust and that connection between people? Right. So, um, it was, I was working in that industry and then, um, I was, I had also like a few years ago been like, I want to like match people based on personalities and I'm doing a research project and I put it out there. And some girl that I know had like messaged me and she was like, yeah, we should turn this into like a coin and then match people and have it be a dating app. Let's do this together. Um, and so I was just kind of starting doing that as like a part-time project. And around the time when I got introduced to Nina, um, it was the point where the blockchain industry was like crashing. It was like the terrible mm-hmm. crash and like everyone was like losing their jobs left and right. <laughs> like, okay, well, what, what do I want to do next? And I thought, well, you know what this, you know, idea for this dating app is really kind of taking off and I'm really finding that I'm interested in it and I want to do it full time. But the girl that I was working with was like, no, I just kind of want to do it as a side project. And like, maybe we can use your personality tools to like help people do better sales. And I was like, that's not a question. Mm-hmm. I care about solving so it just felt like everything was kind of exploding like the industry was exploding like my own company was exploding and like I was just thinking like well I'm probably not going to do this because I'm not going to have a co-founder and Mm -hmm. that was the point where this like my old boss he just came out of nowhere nowhere and he was like yeah there's a woman she wants to meet you she she's excited about the company and like I had nothing I just had like a Facebook page that just had the title of it with like no information Mm -hmm. on it and, and he was like, yeah, she needs more than a Facebook page. Do you have a website? Do you have an app? And I was like, I don't have anything. Don't talk to me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, he just, <laughs> but he just kept pushing. And he just kept pushing. And I think with the misunderstanding on my part is I didn't realize that like it was Nia and she was a potential co-founder. I thought like, the way they phrased it was like, a woman is interested in your company. And I thought it was like an investor or something. And I was like, mm. I'm not ready for this. I don't <laughs> Like he just kept asking me about the company and I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> but he, he really, really hounded until he got us to meet. And I think, yeah, it was pretty serendipitous once we did meet. <laughs> well, uh, have you thanked him for that? For being yeah. nagging on you? <laughs> he the OG matchmaker because he was like, he like made the best match. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I mean, so then, like, because you you said you wanted to build a data, but you were like, you wanted to build something very different to a swiping, like the kind of the antidote uh, to that. So how, like, what was your thinking? Like, how, what did you base it on? Like, how do people connect? Like, how, how, um, what are you basing kind of the the the, the algorithm, or what are you optimizing for, like, when you try to match make people in that sense? Hmm. Um, it's interesting because I was, I guess like the way that I was thinking about, you know, how do people connect was a lot more like based on kind of how you see the world and how you communicate. Mm -hmm. So think about like the idea of like love languages, but you take it further than that, Mm -hmm. right? How do you respond to stress? How do you, uh, what do you do when you're sad? What do you do? Like, how do you communicate or like, what are the things that are important to you? And so the whole personality algorithm that we had was based around looking at the words that people use and Mm -hmm. from that understanding, how do they see the world and what's important to them? And like, what are their values? Not at the level of like, I also want like, you know, what are, what are some (laughs) like surface level that I got, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like even any, I say I'm like, oh, I'm a vegan or whatever, but I feel like those are all based on 
real values, but mm-hmm. I feel like in a dating app, you don't, you just see a lot of like surface words, but people, everyone says, I love to travel. I love to do this mm-hmm. the office. Like it doesn't feel like you're really getting a real sense of mm-hmm. who this person is and whether or not you would actually connect if you met in person or had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of what we were trying to replicate. And yeah, so our whole thing was based on, do you kind of see the world the same way or can relate to the way that you mm. both and if you are going to end up in conflict situations do you instinctively kind of understand how the other person's react look for example if I go into conflict and I'm, I'm upset and I shut down and you're somebody mm. who needs to talk it out and like you feel like me shutting down is like me rejecting you or something like that creates a lot of mm conflict and people can't really communicate in those moments right so it's like just knowing that like oh but if you if I also shut down and you also shut down I kind of mm-hmm. understand when you're upset what's going on right and it's just like I instinctively get that so that was sort of the philosophy of like what we were facing mm-hmm. on. so that's interesting so really you're saying then that the words is really that descriptive uh you can really to 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 say that much about yeah person yeah, yeah. So what was interesting was we experimented a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first we were thinking, do we just use like freeform text? Do we use like, you know, we mm-hmm. take their Facebook posts or their tweets or something and try to like understand that. Do we just mm-hmm. like get them right? Like, do we do multiple choice questions? We tried a lot of different things and mm-hmm. we actually honed it down to three questions um, that really kind of ended up giving us that template of like being able to detect those patterns in people. And the questions mm-hmm. were, Tell us a little bit about yourself and what's important to you. So this was just like mm-hmm. a free form, like very broad. The second mm-hmm. question was, uh, tell us uh, about how you experience and respond to conflict and tell mm-hmm. us about how you experience and respond to stress. And so what was really interesting was all of these questions were like pretty open-ended on purpose. And the point was you could see what people saw as conflict or stress in their lives, right? So like one person would talk about like family, one person would talk about work, one person mm-hmm. would talk like authority one person and just by virtue of like what they instinctively see as conflict you could see what is the important thing in their life or like what they see as stress see what is the important thing in their life so it was like a lot of uh it was a really really interesting experiment to kind of see those results come in and start to see that you really could start to learn what somebody's about through just those three basic questions and they weren't long at all it was like 300 characters each Mm. Okay, yeah. so you're saying really that by it's kind of an easier question to answer, like how do you respond to stress and figuring out like like the opposite to that is kind of what you value in life. Is that um do I interpret it ish correctly? Um not necessarily that mm. like the opposite is what you value, but I think it shows you like how you see the world and like what's important, right? Mm. So for example, if I say, you know. Um, you know, describe how you respond to conflict. And it's like, well, you know, like one time when my boss did this thing and like whatever, and then this happened and and I did this and I tried to talk it out with them and whatever, whatever. And you kind of have that. It's sort of like, okay, I see that this person cares about or like work is important to them because if Mm -hmm. you don't give them any kind of, but if I ask everybody like, oh, tell us about a time in a romantic relationship that you had conflict, Mm -hmm. everyone talk about the romantic relationship right but then when you don't give them that it's like people just gravitate towards where their focus is if that Mm. makes sense Mm. interesting so so i mean because you you built a personalized meditation app called hello iris 
Uh, and this was quite a long project for you, right? <laughs> um, so you, if I understand it correctly, you're building an app then based on this personality test to get uh, daily meditation exercises to help you um, expand your vo- worldview, I guess. Um, or like, how how does that work? That's um, like, what is that? Like, why do you even need a personalized meditation app instead of going to headspace or any others of those yeah so for us the meditation Mm -hmm. really grew out of the dating app Mm -hmm. and so for us our goal with the dating app was how can you have better relationships with other people how can you meet the right people or just have people that you're compatible with not random Mm -hmm. people that's Mm -hmm. literally one um and what we realized through that year of building the company was it's not really about the other person like if you don't know what you're looking for if you don't know what's important to you Mm -hmm. if know what you're bringing to the relationship you could meet 10 million people and still not find the right person and so that really made us think like is where we need to start not with the match not with providing you the Mm -hmm. perfect person but with helping you understand yourself and then giving you a way to bring that to all your relationships whether it's professional whether it's romantic Mm -hmm. whether it's family etc and so for us it was like we have this technology that can understand how you see the world and what's important to you Mm -hmm. so Instead of using that to match it to other people based on your personality, let's match it to meditations that can help you mm-hmm. see yourself better. Yeah. And so the difference between what we were building in Headspace was if you've ever done Headspace or Calm or sort of any of those more classic meditation apps, it's more about the practice of meditation and clearing your head of mm-hmm. thought and being with yourself and just sort of creating that space for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's much more like visualization, imagine this golden light, pay attention to your breath, count to 10, start again, like this kind of practice. Mm-hmm. For us, it was much more like, uh, like Neela was saying, so we know you're the kind of person that in a conflict tends to shut down. Mm-hmm. And if we know that somebody else tends to get really fiery or tends to dominate the conversation, mm-hmm. the need two very different things. Like you don't want to tell the person who's already prone to shutting down to be like, what makes you so loud? What makes you want to dominate? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not relevant to how I see the world. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of our goal to, like, really highlight your experience. Mm -hmm. So that one, the limiting belief that you just sort of see as objective truth and don't even realize, like, are your way of seeing the world. You just think that's Mm -hmm. how the world works. Mm -hmm. And then ways to start chipping away at that. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, that's... um... I mean, I I can really relate to uh, to that. Um, And... um... But what's so cool is that you actually built technology for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> I guess though that the people that so how would you? I mean, I know that you have a we're, we're going to get to that. Uh, you've pivoted into something else. Um, but I think it's also how would you like? What was your plan to kind of market that? Like this is meditation, but it will help you eventually find a romantic partner. I don't think that was how we were marketing okay. it. Yeah. I think it was more of a full kind of pivot and we weren't, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we were kind of thinking mm-hmm. this very, like, this was kind of more of a fantasy land and like never something mm-hmm. that we can concretely put into plan. But we were thinking like, oh, if we can create a community of people who are all willing to do this work on themselves, then that becomes a pool of people to pick matches from. Because what really, because one of the theories for one of the theories that I think for me was kind of disproven through the dating app process is I don't think it's actually about finding someone who matches you, mm. but who's kind con- but more so someone who's at the same level of 
kind of growth as you are, if that makes sense, right? So like it has the same level of kind of commitment. And I felt like for people, if you're kind of not doing any kind of personal growth and you're just like, mm-hmm. I, this is the way that I see the world and I'm not going to change and like, whatever, I am the way that I am. I think at that point, yeah, it matters that somebody matches the way you respond to stress, that somebody matches the way mm-hmm. that you see conflict, because at that point, like you're not really communicating and growing and you're just kind of like, I'm this way and I can only get along with other people who are also this way because they're the only people can understand me but I but one of the things that we noticed was like yeah if you actually and what was really interesting is a big part of that actually came from me and Nina's friendship because it felt like yeah we're different people and I think if we were to be matched in the way that the app originally designed us to be matched we wouldn't be a match right but like we have very different personalities but um what was really cool is that we were both kind of I don't know, had similar concerns or in the same place of like wanting to grow and change and wanting to, and having that awareness that, oh, my perspective is not reality. And mm-hmm. therefore I'm curious about learning about your perspective too and kind of coming to a middle ground together. So I, mm-hmm. so it felt like, okay, if we can kind of bring everyone together who believes that and sees that and is like, yeah, I'm trying to understand how I see reality. Where are my mm-hmm. blind spots? Where are my limiting beliefs? And I can bring that same kind of curiosity and awareness that I bring to myself to the people that I meet then that just creates the space where everyone's kind of on the same page. And even if you are kind of different in terms of like where your starting point is, you still can't communicate and connect. I love that. (laughs) So, so you would, so the meditation app would would then be like a community of people interested in, in growing and you would kind of match on the level of growth that you're at. Kind of. And I don't think you would get like a, you know, like you've grown 10%. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> general, by virtue of being yeah. part of that community, it was like you self select mm-hmm. into, you know, because I think in relationships, there's a lot of times where you kind of go in and it's like, I've done all this work. I'm trying to communicate mm-hmm. well. I'm going to hold myself accountable. And then you meet someone who's uh, yeah. not willing or just isn't able to do that. And so you're like, well, it just feels like I'm doing all the emotional labor <laughs> this relationship. And <laughs> without getting anything back and so that creates kind of an uneven balance so we kind of thought like yeah this just gives everyone like everyone kind of has the same base assumptions coming mm-hmm. into the community and then any connections they have can just grow from there mm-hmm. nice so how so what would you say i mean because i i i mean you kind of um um Uh, found each other like you, you connected what would you say what is it that make like ma- makes human truly connect and feel that um instant feeling of uh belonging or like the, like you the two of you feel like you truly connect and that you like um yeah like what, what was that feeling what is it that um kind of created that Like in your like what in your um feeling <laughs> or what way of you looking at it? I think for me, um there was a pretty um strong initial feeling of mm. this is another person like me. Mm. Um I think that like having that feeling when you meet somebody, that sense of mm. like not and I feel like, you know, with most people you have some level of commonality, but i felt like, at least in my experience, um, I hadn't really met a lot of other women who I thought were, not that they were not smart, but like more that they don't, I didn't fa- fa- find that they had the same level of depth in the way that they looked at the world or the questions they asked or 
um, things like that. And I felt like kind of pretty soon after meeting Nina, um, and I just remember, like, I think I just went on her Instagram mm-hmm. after meeting her and stuff, and I just mm-hmm. felt like I could just kind of sense, like, okay, this is somebody who thinks about the world in similar ways, who also asks questions, mm-hmm. who also, I don't know, trying their best to be the best person that they can be. Mm-hmm. And that felt like something like, oh, I recognize that. And I think that mm-hmm. was probably the first kind of feeling of like, yep, I met somebody else who is like me. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably what you need to kind of build the relationship on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, and I think in terms of what helped our friendship kind of grow and like feel like the connection was something that, you know, you didn't tap out of it and like it continued to grow was mm-hmm. just like, I think her willingness to always want mm-hmm. to kind of see me and where I was coming from. Um, and I think seeing that it also made me kind of feel like, oh, even though we're not the same in a lot of ways or we have different perspectives, like that just feels more exciting because this is like an opportunity mm-hmm. to learn about a different perspective and to kind of mm-hmm. grow. When you kind of both brought that curiosity and openness and like no judgment of mm-hmm. like, like, we both know what we're looking for. Like we both know that, you know, we care about being the best person that we can be. And we know that we have blind spots. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anything, ever anything going on, like, or even if you just have a difference of opinion, not even necessarily conflict, it just always was like a fun thing of like, oh man, like you're seeing it this way. Like, oh, cool. Like I'm actually seeing it this completely other way. And like, it just was, I think not only was it like, oh yeah, this is something we manage, but it just made the connection even more exciting because it wasn't like, I'm just, it, it wasn't as one dimensional to think like, oh, I only can get a lot who think the same way and I just get confirmation on everything that I already think but it doesn't give me that space to expand and grow um so yeah that, those were kind of my feelings about what made our friendship really work give some pause. yeah I think everything Milu said and then on top of that I don't know dimension of curiosity and being in where it's like I'm I like what I noticed about Milu was not the sense of like, I'm just stumbling through life and I mm-hmm. did this thing and now I'm here and now this thing. And mm-hmm. it was like, how can I, I'm trying to ask these questions. I'm trying to figure out like, what is important to me? Who are the people I want to be around? How mm-hmm. can I do that? What is the work I want to put out into the world? And it was just the sense of like questioning everything, including yourself. Yeah. Yep. And so, and I think along that, a sense of curiosity where it's not just like, I don't know, you're digging for the answer just for the sake of getting to the right answer but more as a way to connect yeah Yeah. and like to live a more connected and rich life and I was like oh I think most people who do strive or even who try to be intentional it's like so that I can make more money so Mm -hmm. that I can have the status so that I can you know it's kind of these objectives not so much for the sake of like oh life is so Mm -hmm. rich and let me like (laughs) dig in and I want to understand this and this is also interesting and what about you why do you Mm -hmm. think this way and why do I think this way and I think mm-hmm. that was just, uh, it gave the space for our relationship and our friendship to deepen mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, mm-hmm. there is space for these questions to be asked. There's the curiosity mm-hmm. for them to be answered and for that to be mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I recognize myself so much in what you're saying. So, I mean, like, then... So, I mean, what you kind of wanted to do is you want to uh, help others find the same friendships and relationships as you have found. Uh, and you have then instead tried, or not instead, but you have tried to build t- 
technology services to help people with that. Um, what have you learned along the way? And what are the, um, what are the sources of inspiration that you've uh, looked for in, you know, finding the way to do this? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I want to say like, just going back to previous question, mm. and I think mm. it needs to go into this one, but um, I think if I had to put it into a single kind of sentence, like what actually makes people connect, it's the ability to kind of see and understand yourself and then to see and understand somebody else. And I feel like, you know, that was kind of what we were trying to do with all the permutations of what we were building. Mm-hmm. Dating app was how can we put, how can we let you see somebody ah. they really mm-hmm. are so that you can connect to their essence. And then when we were doing the meditation app, it was like, okay, well, you can't really see somebody else if you haven't seen yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have that awareness about yourself. How can you bring that to somebody else? So it was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, why don't you do these meditations and get to know yourself and get to see kind of who you are at, a deep, at the deepest level. And I think what was really interesting was, at least in my perspective, I kind of come from a very like black and white scientific mind. <laughs> and I Sorry, what? <laughs> black and white kind of scientific. Okay, scientific yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt like, well, this is a question and it has an answer and there is a way to do this. Mm-hmm. Is there an algorithm that makes people connect? Mm-hmm. Is there rules that people can follow? And so I think my entire drive mm-hmm. to make this, to bring technology into the mix was mm-hmm. how can you just give people a tool that lets them do this easily mm-hmm. and without any kind of like, you know, because it's like, it's so hard to meet people. It's so hard to do that work on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to connect. Is there a tool that just makes that easy? And then I think through two years of experience, it was like, <laughs> maybe that's just the point of being a human being and you can't just take the <laughs> essence of like being a human and being alive and like all the lessons and experiences that you have <laughs> and put it in a tool and be like, I click this button and I <laughs> So I think that was in terms of what we learned. Um, and that kind of leads us into kind of what good people ended up being. But mm-hmm. we kind of learned while we were building the app, like I just kind of as a hobby started this kind of kind of support group, kind of challenge mm-hmm. called the COVID Love mm-hmm. Challenge. And it was basically for people who wanted to talk about or discuss, you know, dating and relationships during COVID, kind of challenges and kind of be there for each other and like share experiences or whatever. And that was just kind of something where I was like, yeah, I feel pretty kind of helpless that I'm stuck at home mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like I go out or meet anybody anymore. Um, I'm wondering if other people feel the same way and if we, if they just want to be there for each other and like mm-hmm. talk. Um, and it just turned out like I went into the group with zero expectations, but 11 people joined it. Um, and then we kind of met every week and I just saw over three months, like how the group kind of transformed and like how, you know, relationships started to form, real friendships started to form. People were saying this is the best part of their week. And they're just like, they haven't been able to feel so connected, um, you know, in a virtual setting with like kind of strangers ever. Right. Like two couples came out of it and I was starting to see people like, um, you know, the group kind of transformed from like, Oh yeah, COVID sucks about this. Or like my online dating is shitty like this. And that was kind of the first weeks. And then by the end it was like, yeah, I'm starting to think maybe I need to take some time to myself and like, look at my relationship with vulnerability because I feel like I'm not And I just felt like all of those things that we were trying to force people to have with an app, like look mm-hmm. at yourself, see that you have problems with vulnerability, connect mm-hmm. with someone, this is who they are, like all of these things. 
it felt like, wow, like people instinctively know how to do that. And that is just the part of being a human being. The challenge is when you're kind of in these big metropolitan cities or you're going through the grind of life, you just mm-hmm. don't have the opportunity to kind of have those spaces where you can do that. You don't have mm-hmm. spaces where you can connect with someone. You don't have those conversations that let you kind of look into yourself. So I think it just mm-hmm. kind of shifted my mindset to think more about like, how can you give people the space where they can have those experiences rather than giving a technology that forces that experience on them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, the the way I think about it is that you're creating a safe space of uh, like-minded people that are in kind of the same mindset or face, I guess, to explore and, maybe dare to open up a bit more than maybe they would in another setting. Um, is that? I think the next thing is that yeah. everyone kind of shape their own experience. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we have cohorts which are three months long, once a week uh, mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty people. So the groups are super small and they're always themed. So it's like, this is around a book club for women who run with the wolves, which is like a book on feminine spirituality. Mm-hmm. This is around habit building. This is around quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And so we try to structure the group so that they're, they do facilitate connection beyond the whatever material. But mm-hmm. I think if you're there to like, I want to make friends and I want to learn, I don't necessarily want to bear my soul and like share mm-hmm. the things I'm going through right now. I think that's also mm-hmm. like fine. It just creates mm-hmm. that space. Like I can trust these people after I see them a couple yeah. of weeks and feel like friends, but you can kind of shape mm-hmm. your own experience and what you take from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, oh, mm-hmm. um, And I would say that it's, um, yeah, it, it's not like, I think the closest experience is like when you're kind of younger and you kind of go to school and you go to university and you're kind of like in classes with people mm-hmm. and you kind of all know the same people and you kind of have groups and you're doing all these things and you're doing projects together. And so it's kind of like you're sharing experiences and you're sharing a similar context that mm-hmm. allows you to bond in a much more natural way. So right now, a lot of communities you know, that are built around like supporting and vulnerability and whatever, it kind of feels mm-hmm. like you're going there and it's like, let's everyone be vulnerable mm-hmm. now. Let's everyone mm-hmm. share our deepest, darkest mm-hmm. secrets and be here to support you. And it's just kind of like you're walking into the group and like that's the purpose of the group, but yeah, gotcha. it doesn't feel like it's earned. So what we're really trying to do is like give people a way to share experiences together so that they can actually form deep friendships as adults because that's really the challenge of making friends as a grown-up is like mm-hmm. you just meet somebody and you're like, Hey, I met you at a networking event. You're cool. All right, let's have a mm-hmm. coffee. Okay. Hey, how's it going? We're having coffee. Nice to see you mm-hmm. again. Up. Mm-hmm. Three months later, we do the same thing. And it just feels like that relationship, you don't really get a chance to see somebody in different dimensions. You don't get a chance to like, you know, have conflicts. You don't get a chance to do all these things that actually help you bond with someone. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that we realized through our friendship as well, because, um, you know, as much as I told you like, Oh, I really liked Nina and I saw her Instagram and I felt, you know, all of those things, but for sure, if we weren't building a company together, that friendship wouldn't have gone beyond the kind of acquaintanceship of like, Hey, you know, how are you doing? Let's catch up. And we, it just never would have because we would have not, we wouldn't have the opportunity to connect. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're trying to do. And then people can make whatever connections they need or whatever they want to get out of it. it that can, that can be on them. Cool. So, 
Um, so we kind of drifted into good people. But so to, to summarize, so you built the personalized meditation app for Iris, which pivoted into good people. Uh, do you just want to, for the listeners, give like the elevator pitch what good people actually is? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So good people is a community where people come to share new experiences, learn new things, and make new friends. And whether that's through our community or our three-month-long cohorts, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like a space to meet like-minded people and really have a structure where you can make meaningful connections, not just mm-hmm. a Slack group where there's 10,000 other people who are maybe women in tech or who like plants or who drink tea or whatever it is, <laughs> where it's just like, cool, I guess we have something in common, but how do mm-hmm. I actually find the people I resonate with here? What mm-hmm. do I do to meet them? We have one-off mingles. Cool, I'll meet one person and I won't see them again. And so we really wanted to create a structure mm-hmm. that allowed for building and deepening relationships. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what good people's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you do you use the um, like personalization um, test or whatever uh, the, uh, from LOIs? Do you, do you still use that uh, in this or have you? No. <laughs> oh, no. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the I, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily mm-hmm. I guess it, like I think as far as I go with that personality test, mm-hmm. I think for example, like if you want to know about somebody else and be like, oh such a fast way to kind of get a sense of kind of like a psychometric test or something like that but mm-hmm. at least in the experience that I found with the groups and like with kind of giving people the meditations mm-hmm. people kind of it's like people only see or hear what they already know they can only learn what they already know so it feels like if you when we give them that write-up but those were things that they hadn't thought about yet or it wasn't they weren't at that part in their experience yet it just felt like it goes over their head, right? And so, whereas when you're in the groups and you're just kind of, you know, going through things at your own pace and like discovering things mm-hmm. at your own pace, and like somebody says something and it resonates with you in that moment and it gets you thinking about mm-hmm. something else, it's much mm-hmm. more kind of organic. Um, at least in that way, I found uh, mm-hmm. it helps people kind of do that inner work more mm-hmm. meaningfully. And I think what Nina was saying too, that, mm-hmm. you know, we found making matches based on personality really wasn't solving the mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you bring people together who are curious and have the same questions and mm-hmm. want to go a little bit deeper, like that's in our experience and all the cohorts that we run, that's been enough to make a really solid group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you pick, like, so do you either, do you apply to join the cohort? Are you running one cohort at a time or are you running several ones depending on, okay, so the same one, yeah. So you apply to see if... um like this is something that would be for you yeah and I think mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to speak to the application process but I think it's mm-hmm. pretty like the application is to just join a mm-hmm. join the community not necessarily mm-hmm. join a particular cohort mm-hmm. and it's just a pretty informal vibe check just to see mm-hmm. like hey are you the kind of person like one are you looking for the kinds of things okay that yeah gotcha more mm-hmm. than two are you the kind of person who shares mm-hmm. those same values that bring this community together mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I, I find it it's kind of like you've gone back to um like you, you built all this cool technology and then you went back to uh, like old school community yeah. society. Um and it, it feels a little bit like maybe that will be more like demand for that post-COVID as well. Um like how do you see 
like I, I know that like I don't know how in if it's the case in all of the world, but I know that for example in Sweden that's been talking about like loneliness epidemic, like where the um, Stockholm is like the single um, um, per capita, like we have the most singles or something like that. Um, I, I, it's not fact correct checked, so I might be wrong, but something like that. Uh, but, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean it, the, what do you think like post covid like will you will we see more of this like people um like have felt lonely before and have felt even lonelier during covid and like now demanding other things or what are you what are your thoughts yeah i think for us the shift away from technology was mm-hmm. definitely related to covid in the sense mm-hmm. that you know, everybody's at home, everybody's already like, this week, you have an 80% increase in screen time, you've been on your phone for 14 hours. So we're building another app and mm-hmm. all the goals we have with it of self discovery and mm-hmm. become your best self, like, cool, that's great. But that's still you staying in your home by yourself, listening to this app. And so mm-hmm. we thought like human connection is probably a lot more important to people right now than kind of this solo self-development work. And so can we sort of play more in that field? And I think the thing that I've seen in terms of other companies and other communities, I think a lot of people are looking for more kind of personal connection mm-hmm. and community starting to become such a buzzword and such a thing that people are like, who is my community? And what is the community around this brand? What is the community around this product? And so I think that's something that will continue to grow over the coming years, especially I'm guessing once COVID lifts. Mm-hmm. And even though we're fully digital right now and everything's over Zoom and over Discord, which is mm-hmm. where we did, like we'd love to do in-person things once uh, mm-hmm. the world. Mm. Yeah. Um. Nice. So, I, I think also, and like, and an interesting thing is that both of you uh, have started in um, uh, being actors. Um, so as I um what like so from both of you have been acting and then you've gone into technology um like what have you um what have you managed to like take from from that early career into this I assume that there might be some you know interesting um experiences there that you've managed to bring with you (laughs) So I wasn't an actor. I was a writing director. So I was. Oh, okay, so sorry. <laughs> you know, I was acting, and but we didn't know okay. each other. We yeah. were kind of like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, Nina, if you want to talk yeah. a little bit about mm-hmm. you. I think for me, the biggest thing about acting and film in general was it was this really cool sense of you get to work with this bunch of people who all bring this very specific skill set. Like you mm-hmm. have a you have a writer you have your mm-hmm. wardrobe people you have your set construction mm-hmm. like, like you know just a hundred different jobs mm-hmm. and you're all coming together to create something which absolutely like it's a blank canvas somebody has to write it somebody has to imagine it somebody has to cast it mm-hmm. and just at the end of this however many long weeks or months period mm-hmm. you go from having absolutely nothing to having this full created product that you kind mm-hmm. of put out into the world mm-hmm. it's a lot of creativity and problem solving and long hours mm-hmm. and just like really leaning on other people and so mm-hmm. for me I got that experience I don't know like I tried to find that in film I didn't quite mm-hmm. I tried to find it in startups mm-hmm. and I think that's what's translated outside of like the idea of relationships I think that's what's translated throughout both of our careers mm-hmm. is this 
like how do you how do you create something like who are the people you create with how can you put it mm-hmm. together and so I think that's been one really cool connection mm-hmm. even though they seem like very different fields and I assume storytelling is something that um, both of yeah. you have yeah it's it's really interesting kind of what Nina mm-hmm. said like hits the nail on the head exactly in terms mm-hmm. of what I because I also have experience in like you know film and then startups and then blockchain and then startups again mm-hmm. and I think it's just these kind of hyper passionate communities that care mm-hmm. about like, understanding the world and like creating something and changing mm-hmm. the world like this and I felt like that level of passion like mm-hmm. it was just something that was so important to me and I felt like those were the communities where you felt like people were passionate about what they're doing it wasn't about like clocking in mm-hmm. nine to five or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah and like another like exactly like what you said this idea that all these people with different skill sets come together. And so like you also, it's not like we're seven like accountants and we're all working. (laughs) I picked the most boring thing, but whatever. We're seven writers and we're working on writing. It was just like, oh, like this person brings like visual elements. This person brings like wardrobe. This is an actor. And like, and it kind of became like, you know, as a writer, it was like really cool to see, like you just write something in your own head and you have imaginations and just to see that, come to life and it becomes more than what you were if that makes sense because other people put their own elements into it and like what it ends up being is just like way beyond that mm-hmm. but I found the problem with the, a lot of those communities was people just were so like hyper obsessed just about that where it was like when you're in film you eat breathe sleep film you're in the festival circuit you're just watching movies all the time you're all your other friends are filmmakers or actors or whatever and like this is just your life mm-hmm. same thing startups same thing with blockchains and it felt like you were just in this like bubble where that kind of diversity that I was actually craving when I went into those communities mm-hmm. was actually what ended up feeling like it was missing and it felt pretty stifling eventually but mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah what we're building with good people is just really trying to hit hit that mm-hmm. point of like where do you find those people who are excited or passionate and different and they yeah. come together to solve problems or discuss or what create things but it doesn't feel like you're all of the same type and you're just doing this one thing forever. Mm. Yeah. Nice. How, how would you define a community? I think that's a really good question. Mm. I don't know mm. if there's just one definition for me. Mm. I feel like you can have different communities that bring different things to your life. Mm. Uh, and I even feel like, oh, I have my neighborhood, which is a community. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know everybody super well there. Maybe we don't like, I don't know, maybe we're not super close, but still mm-hmm. I meet people when I see them, they know my name, they know my dog's name, I know their kids' mm-hmm. names. Like, you know, it's this kind of, oh, maybe, so maybe that's what it is for me. It's like a continued sense, series of interactions mm-hmm. that are, I don't know, they can be just passing, they can be super meaningful and deep, but it's the sense of continuity and having the same mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. and I guess did you were you asking what community in general means or what what our community mm-hmm. is I, um, I, I, I was asking um, like your like how, how how in your head how you define a community okay yeah yeah <laughs> I'm glad I let Nina answer that one <laughs> well you know our community is full of awesome people <laughs> <laughs> No, more for, more for the listeners, like yeah, who may, who maybe not be uh, as um, 
uh, well, um, like into the community world, if that makes sense. I mean, everyone, um, maybe, um, uh, I mean, everyone has been part of a community, but maybe don't reflect about too much what it is. That's what I mean. Mm. Um, but so, I mean, to, to round off, um, some, uh, future gazing, um, like you are now busy with this, uh, to, to launch good people. Um, like any thoughts you want to share on, in terms of the future, um, uh, where you hope um, this is going? <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited mm-hmm. by the future where good people is kind of the brand that people think of when they mm-hmm. move to a new city or they move to a new neighborhood or they just want to mm-hmm. meet cool people. And it's sort of like, I don't know, maybe the original goal behind meetups or kind of these events mm-hmm. where it's like, hello, I can just go to a meetup and I'll meet other cool people who also love, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. pottery or who love archery or whatever it is like uh chemistry I don't know but then you end up going and it's just a bunch of very diverse people that have all come for their own reasons that don't feel related to you that you can't really connect with mm-hmm. and that just feels like I'm not getting what I want out of this at all mm-hmm. and so I would love for good people to be a place where like I know it's people roughly around my age with roughly the same kind of curiosity the same sense of open-mindedness mm-hmm. I know it's like, in every major city in the world and I know that I can turn mm-hmm. to it when I need to find a close group of people I actually relate to. Mm-hmm. Nice. I um, I want to join a cohort myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, nice. Thank you so much for for uh, joining today. It's been great to talk to you too. And um, yeah, I, I really like what you do, and and I can. Yeah, I can really relate to all of this myself. Um, it's uh... <laughs> uh, Thanks so much for having us, Maria. This mm-hmm. was really cool, cool to be on your show. Yeah, thanks for letting us yeah. share more about what we're building and yeah. what we're excited about with communities and connection. Yeah. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you want to read up more about the guests, then you can go to the show notes to get all of the links. And also, if you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to never miss the latest episode. Thank you for today. See you in the next episode.